From Saundersfoot to Solver for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. The first phase of a £60 million project at Pembroke Port, which could create 1,800 high-skilled year-round jobs, has begun. Part of the multi-million pound Pembroke Dock Marine project, it is planned that the redevelopment of areas within the port will create a world-class energy and engineering centre of excellence and act as a focal point for capturing the economic value from wind, wave and tidal renewable energy projects, creating new opportunities for Pembrokeshire and its communities. Additional work to extend the port's laydown and fabrication spaces, enlarge a slipway to provide more flexibility in transferring large structures from land to sea, and installing a new workboat pontoon are all expected to start next year. Pembroke Dock Mayor Joshua Bainan said our town needs this investment to make it a 21st century area that is ready to tackle the issues of today and tomorrow and reach our climate change commitments. Two men were arrested, with one found by police hiding under a bush after they had taken a friend's car without permission and driven it after drinking. Haverford West Court heard that Kieran Olsen and Daniel Falai of Montgomery Close took a friend's car and drove without permission, having been drinking vodka. On June 25th, a member of the public informed police that a car had driven past them without lights on in the Pembroke area. When police found the car, it was left with the engine running. In mitigation, defence solicitor Tom Lloyd said it was a case of two lads being silly. He said it's two boys who have had a drink and been silly choosing to drive home round the corner instead of walk. On Olsen, Mr Lloyd said he was petrified to go to prison. Mr Lloyd said it was an extremely poor decision by my client. It was a short distance the car was driven and there was no evidence of bad driving. Daniel Fairley faced one charge of taking a vehicle without the owner's consent for which he pleaded guilty at the magistrates. He was fined £120 and made to pay a surcharge of £34. Olsen, however, faced four charges, including taking a motor vehicle without consent, driving without insurance, driving without a licence and driving on alcohol. He pleaded guilty to all offences at Haverford West Magistrates and was banned from driving for 22 months. Two residents of Pembrokeshire have been open about their opinions on the sleaze scandal in government. In a letter, they wrote, When politicians openly and knowingly fail their constituents, it's a symptom of something far more rotten at the heart of our political system. The government's anti-democratic agenda includes many bills now passing through Parliament, all with measures threatening to undermine our democracy. They went on to write, It is a government that clearly aims to weaken or remove mechanisms which can hold it to account. A 20-year-old woman is facing more than 20 charges of trading standards offences and is going to have her case heard at the Crown Court. Courtney Norris has denied 21 charges, which include nine charges of allegedly dishonestly failing to disclose the right of consumers to cancel contracts in commercial practices. These charges included installing a new PVC door and frame for £1,000, £100 to cut down a tree and £400 for porch roof repair. All in Haverford West on January 21st. She is also accused of misleading customers in the fitness and purpose of a product in Haverford West and two charges of depositing waste without an environmental permit at Blackbridge. Norris has denied all charges at Haverford West Court on December 1st. She was released on unconditional bail with the case to be heard at Swansea Crown Court on January 5th. 
I'm Charlie James, and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. West is best on Pure West Radio. Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half on Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties and there's plenty on the agenda between now and nine. We are live on your smart speakers and on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. Our top story tonight will be reaction to the news that Haverford West County Manager Wayne Jones stepped down from his position over the weekend. We'll get Gordon and Fraser's thoughts, pay tribute to a Bluebirds legend and we'll get reaction from the chairman, Rob Edwards, live on the show in the next 20 minutes to give us the latest also a full roundup of the Pembrokeshire football and rugby from the weekend and what do you make of the Ospreys potentially helping out the Scarlets for this weekend's game against Bristol by loaning them players as the West Wales region were badly caught up in the Covid crisis in South Africa surely the game could just be played at another time we'll get your thoughts on that we'll preview the ashes that start on midnight this Wednesday and make some predictions and as always read out your messages as well so do get involved on the pure west radio facebook page let's say good evening to gordon and fraser in the studio in haverford west fraser's come straight from the indoor cricket uh, with some breaking news for us fraser it's been a, a close finish hasn't it it has i mean the overall news isn't surprising nayland again crowned champion to the indoor league but only haven't been pushed but all the way by clanrian it has to be said nayland finished 101 for five their, their lowest total of the season by a considerable amount i think their previous low was 128 clanrian went right to the wire finished 90, I believe 97 for 5 finished 4 runs short but a terrific game and it, it confirms Nameless champions again but I think more so that they were saying afterwards is what they've really needed finally the competitive situation Pembrokeshire which they can now take into the Nationals and Antlanrian my side of course will finish second now in the league as well in, in their first full year yeah. so yeah a really exciting game to finish it all off well, first up, Fraser, congratulations to Nayland, we should yeah, say. Sure. And they, ha- they have set the standard, haven't they, oh, in, in indoor cricket again? Absolutely. Which, you know, why it's so good to see them being pushed, actually, because they've dominated for so long and deservedly so. There's the superior side to, to anyone in that format. But, you know, they are, they are the kings of that format. They will go on to the Welsh and they'll be heavily backed to go all the way to Lords again in the UK. Oh, great stuff. Well, well done to Nayland. But, Gordon, it does beg the question, Sam Ryan... Four runs short, didn't pick Mr Watson. He could have made the difference today, couldn't he? Yeah, he's not even going to get a runners-up medal. It's a shame, really, isn't it? You know, I don't do them good. You, <laughs> but we've been discussing that in the studio before. Mr Watson's a winner. He only plays for teams that win. Thank you, He doesn't Gordon. muck about with teams that come second. So uh, he'll have to explain that to the Flan Ryan boys, uh, who did very well tonight. <laughs> yeah. What, it, what what could have been, I think, Fraser, isn't it, well, this evening? But, but Sam Ryan, seriously, will be proud of their efforts as well in the indoor league. And so they should be. Yeah, absolutely. First full year, they've done really well. Nigel Delaney coming as captain, who, who's played well in the past, and for West, a big influence in that. But no, absolutely, Ben, the second best side in that league, I don't think was expected at the start, so they've done very well. OK, uh, plenty to come on the show. And I said our, our top story will be the news that, that Wayne Jones stepped down as Haverford West County manager. We'll, we'll get your thoughts uh, from the two of you in, in just a sec. But, but Gordon, just from you, just quickly, um, I know PembrokeshireSport.co.uk covered the story and, and some fond words for, for Wayne. It, it, it was sad to, to hear that he was leaving the club this weekend. 
Uh, definitely. Uh, he's, a, he's a friend of mine, to be honest with you, and there's not me many that are friends when you're in me media, with the media. But Wayne, uh, I've known him practically all his life. Uh, he's done a great job at Halfworth County. Uh, he was a good player, uh, played left-back for Halfworth County for a, a number of seasons, got into management, and he's done a really good job at Halfworth County. He can hold his head up high and walk away from the Bridge Meadow. The results haven't been great, but, you know, he, he has done a really good job. So the next guy that comes in has got a, a, a really difficult job to try and keep him in uh, the Welsh Premier. But he was man enough to walk away and give somebody else the opportunity. I wish him okay. all the best for the future. Yeah, and he's been brilliant on this show as well, joining us as a live <sighs> guest and, and talking to the two of you uh, happily, talking to pembrokeshiresport.co.uk happily after games as well. Uh, we will talk a lot more about Wayne's departure with the chairman of Haverford West, uh, Rob Edwards, who will be joining us shortly. Uh, we're going to talk rugby in a second and what's happening for the, the Scarlets ahead of their game with Bristol. But uh, let, let's stick with football for a few moments. And uh, the West Wales Intermediate Cup, we, we had some reaction in the first hour of the show uh, from Haken United and from St. Clair's. Haken was 6-2 winners against Bryn Rovers. Uh, St. Clair's beat Evans and Williams 2-1. Carew made progress as well, 5-3 against Tumble United. And Goodick United went out losing 1-0 against South Gower. What, what did the two of you make of the, the West Wales Intermediate Cup action this weekend? Slightly surprised. One weighed pleasantly, the other unpleasantly. And Haken, of course, I think played 17 games this season. 15 of them have been away, so well accustomed to winning on the road into the last 16. I think it's a trophy they really want. I think it's fair to say, Gord, it is yeah. the one that has eluded them in recent times. But Goodick United have been so, so well accustomed to getting through those ties in the West Wales Cup. Twice champions in recent years were in the semi-finals when, when Covid mm. hit, I believe. South Gower are a good side, near the top of that West Wales Premier, but I expected Goodick at home to have got through that. And, and I think to have played as erratically as they did from speaking to some of their players afterwards and lose 1-0 is a big disappointment. Carew going through another good result for them and big shout out to St Clair's. I know we heard from Nick Squire, Division 2 side into the last 16 and, and you know, he made a good point. You don't really want to be drawing Pembrokeshire sides when you're them now because they're an unknown quantity. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and yeah. It's a long trip for these teams and, <coughs> and sides like St Clair's who are given everything can put them off and can get amongst them and so it was a mixed weekend. What do we think? Who, who, who would we be keeping an eye on now then? Haken in, in the West Wales Cup, Gordon, would you say? Or could, could St Clair's continue their good run? I hope they all continue their good run, but Haken are probably our strongest team left in the competition, uh, and they'll be, uh, you know, gunning to try and get to that elusive Liberty Stadium to lift the trophy. I mean, uh, both Fraser and I have been there when Johnston have done it, mm. uh, Goodick mm. done it twice, and Merlin's Bridge did it in 2019. Haken have had some really good sides over the years. They've dominated in Pembrokeshire, but uh, they just haven't got uh, had that little bit of luck going into the West Wales Cup. Hopefully, Scott Davis's side will, uh, you know, redeem themselves this season, and uh, we'd look forward to a trip to the Liberty to see the Vikings lift the cup. That would be good, wouldn't it? Well, listen, uh, first out of the show every week, uh, we do all the results, all the goal scorers from the, the Pembrokeshire football. Uh, a couple of highlights from Division 1. Clarbeston second in the table. Uh, they had a 4-3 win away to Penner Robbins. Uh, Narbeth difficult times continue. They, they were well beaten, weren't they, by Hundleton by eight goals to nil. And St Ishmael's 5-1 uh, winners at Nayland. So once again, uh, if you want goals, Pembrokeshire is the place to watch football at the moment because this season's seen plenty. And Tish, rock bottom with Narbeth on naught points two weeks ago a double header with Nayland and now yeah. tied with them with six you look at the way the fixtures move up Tish have got to play Narbeth twice Nayland don't so Nayland now Nayland are in the mire now yeah interesting 
Okay, first hour every week we do those scores. The other one that caught my eye was in Division 3. Uh, Lorenny 10, Pendine nil. Ben Adams, seven goals for Lorenny. <laughs> Take that one. Yeah. Very yeah. good. First Division player mine, Ben Adams. done very well yeah. for Penn or on Goodick, so yeah. you would expect him to do well at that league. But seven, seven in a day I'd settle for. Yeah, that's not a bad afternoon's <laughs> work, is it, to be fair? Most of you two have scored in a game, Gordon? Oh, you don't want to be asking me questions like that. What, four or five? A few more. Seven? Well, I was seven? a junior footballer. Okay, good four, stuff. Four, yeah. four for me. Four for you, yeah, good stuff. Nava well, seconds, two, Solva seconds, five, back in 2002. <laughs> Four yeah. goals for Fraser yeah. Watson. That sounds a big game now as well. <laughs> and I was right, a left I, back. I so will gloat. I can double his score. Eight. Yeah, eight in a game for Pembroke Borough. That is impressive. Final score, Gord? We won 36 0. 36 0. So scoring eight wasn't that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Just the eight for Gordon that day. Um, moving on to rugby then, um, and, and let's talk about the, the Scarlets, shall we? Because uh, they're, they're due to play Bristol at the weekend. Uh, the Scarlets were caught up, of course, in, in the COVID chaos that um, just got worse and worse for them. I think they're in Belfast at the moment, aren't they? Quarantining. Um, there, there was discussions, we understand, um, with Bristol that's been reported today. Um, and, and, and Bristol, by all accounts, say there's no other time to play this game, so it has to go ahead this weekend. And that's led to the Ospreys saying that they've had a request from the Scarlets to loan them players mm. to fulfil the fixture. And plenty to look into on this one. Uh, Fraser, first, what, what's, what's your thoughts on this scenario? I mean, firstly, let's not pin any blame on Bristol here. The, um, the directives actually come from the European Rugby Champion organisers that, that games can't be moved because of the schedule and you know, hate Bristol well within their rights to stick to it. Um, it, it, it's not the issue around the game, I think, which has caused the problem. I think the ridiculous situation has come from the Welsh government for, from from not putting a hotel aside for the two teams to quarantine in. And, of course, the, this, the thing which staggers me is that they couldn't get an elite sportsman exemption, um, which has been given to so many. It's, it's yeah. such a lack of consistency. Yeah. And then it breaks a couple of days later that young boys from Switzerland do have an exemption. Otherwise, mm. you should be yeah. in the same situation, given the rules of their country, to, to come here and, and play against Manchester United or leave next week. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, before we pin this too much on the rugby authorities, I think a lot of it has come Political. from, yeah, from yeah. government authorities and outside of rugby. I don't blame the Heineken Cup for keeping their stance on when games have to be played. It is a congested, congested fixture list. Mm. It's not the sort of game when you're messing about European travel, you can just switch to a midweek. But I think it's the Welsh government and other authorities at fault here. Yeah. These aren't normal times, though, are they? So, yes, I, I, I appreciate the fact that fixture, fixture lists are pretty mm. set and pretty solid, but these aren't normal times and and covid is causing havoc and the players do have to quarantine and then they don't do anything for two weeks and they're not going to be in condition one having not trained and and gordon i know we we were touching on this off air and and back in the day you know two weeks of no training you'd be out out there on a saturday but i do think there's another point to this They, they have been quarantining for two weeks and they get to the end of their covid quarantine you don't know what health they're actually in to be able to go and fulfill the fixture no. so i do think there is a there is a bit of a health thing to to look at there as well yeah you're entitled to that what, what, what do you think they should roll out and play yeah just get on with it 
What, what about the point of Ospreys players turning out for the Scarlets? And I'm, I would like to know what you two think I mean, on this. Well, players do play on pivot, yeah. as you know. Anyway, Fraser, they do that quite regularly in local rugby. So that would be a very nice gesture on behalf of the Ospreys to turn out for the Scarlets and play in the the, the mighty red colour. They'd enjoy that. It'd be a good afternoon for them. I, I think um, Gordon's right. It, rugby's a lot less colloquial now, especially since regional rugby yeah, came definitely. in and the leagues. I don't think it's so much of an issue. In fact, for <clears> several fringe Ospreys players. The Ospreys would probably see that as a good opportunity, pairing on how on how well mm. stacked they are with their yeah. squad themselves. Um, it, of course, for the Scarlet, it, it does render it very much a, an almost not a pointless fixture, but almost a gimme that they're giving away to Bristol. But it, it is interesting concert. I was actually up on Boxing Day a couple of years ago when the Scarlets <laughs> played the Ospreys, and we had the, the funny scenario of um, of Simon Garden and Reese Fawcett, both from Pembrokeshire, on, right, yeah. on loan from the Scarlets to the Ospreys coming on for the Ospreys at Scarlets <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. isn't you know it's yeah. not a new thing no this it? isn't unprecedented no um, but what, it, yeah. how about then how about the fact that uh, obviously the regions have all got regional clubs attached to them should they not be should they then not be delving into that regional pool and picking players that play in the region what I mean, message does that send to them? That is a strong argument. That, They're that's all a ass- very strong yeah, message, actually. And, and they are all assigned feeder clubs. And, and you do ask, exactly. what is the point of those feeder clubs if yeah. they're not coming through yeah. and filtering I into I agree the with you there, Ben. So that, that is a very good point, and it brings into question the system of... of Going from the semi-professional feeding into into regional rugby, which we've spoken about so often. Yeah, I was talking off air before the two because I, I was here early for the show tonight, and like you two guys, so I was talking to the producer, and um and and we remember. Do you remember there was a cup they used to play in when the autumn internationals one was? Was it the LV Cup? Yes. And, yes, and, and that's you would right. See, yeah, you'd see yeah. quite a few regional mm. players. Yeah, would play, play in that competition. Mix and so match I just, teams. I just wonder, yeah. Would that yeah. not just be the way to, to fulfil the fixture? Use players from the region. You know, you're going to get beaten. I, I, probably, I, don't, but... I don't think you can sort of do that at European level. That's the thing. It's the highest yeah. accolade of player. No? You can't yeah. have a mix and match team really going into that. You need to have your best fifteen playing. Mm. But, but the sympathy that you two would have would be for how the Scarlets have been treated but, but perhaps I, by the way I, 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 yeah. I'm flabbergasted that neither yeah. them or the Blues were able to gain an elite sports they, exemption they should it? definitely have had when that they're, when they're exemption. professional rugby players what I will say would be quite funny if the Scarlets and Blues won now <laughs> <laughs> well there you go it just goes to prove that two weeks off take it easy <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. hotel well, and then I was just wondering well, it could be a new well, precedent this, it how you prepare be. for games it yeah. could be yeah. <laughs> I could have seen Whitland's Mike Phillips get a call up couldn't we yeah, he could do. He has he been playing. Do. Been playing in Dubai. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the bug again. And why ben, was different? Ben, can I mention something else regarding yeah. rugby? Because a friend of mine, Andrew Meddins, who uh, mm. is involved with uh, the uh, Pembrokeshire Viking. Vikings, uh, this this Friday uh, there's a bingo and a supper night being held at uh, Milford Haven Rugby Club. He just wanted me to make sure that uh, we say on here that it's happening this uh, Friday at the Orb. So anybody involved in that or anybody who wants to go, it's £15 a, a ticket and uh, it includes some amazing prizes. I don't know what they are, though. Oh, you, you need to text back and see if you can get the list of the prizes, Gordon. You, you do that in the next break and we'll, oh. we'll give it another mention. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, listen, we'll take a moment because oh, we've got Rob Edwards. Yeah, it is. Bristol oh. versus the Scarlets. <laughs> Anybody want to take it to go? <laughs> it's Bristol versus the Scarlets is a game for the Scarlets. Uh, yeah, you can win a ticket to watch them. Excellent stuff. All right. Uh, we will take a moment. We've got Rob Edwards lined up, ready to talk to us next about where next for Haverford West County after the departure this weekend of manager Wayne Jones. We'll chat live to Rob 
next on Pure West Sport. Ho, ho, ho! Santa here to tell you all about the Pure West Radio Christmas Extravaganza, their biggest ever giveaway, with over 24 unique prizes valued at over £2,000. Visit purewestradio.com to find out what prizes you can win by checking the interactive advent calendar in association with... The Pelcom Inn. Enjoy great food in the restaurant or a drink in the comfortable family and dog-friendly bar with a wide range of variety of hot and cold drinks, including beers, wines and popular spirits. The bar also has a pool table and a darts board. Call Shelley and the team on 01437 710 267 or visit pelcomin.co.uk to make your booking. Krug Glass is a 2AA rosette restaurant open for dinner, casual bar meals and afternoon teas with romantic rooms set in 600 acres with breathtaking views of unspoiled countryside as well as easy access to the area's world-famous coast. This is Pembrokeshire accommodation at its finest. To book your table or room, call 01348 831 302. Ho, ho, ho! Don't forget, a new prize is added every day until Christmas Eve. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for me, Santa, and all my friends here at Pure West Radio. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire, from sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the first Wednesday of every month at 10.15am, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. Enjoy learning something new? Want to learn Welsh? Shemai, shuditi? Doing hoffi dusty kamarai. Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.com for full details. Follow Pure West Radio on Twitter and Pure West Radio. The moon is right, the spirit's up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Feel 
for a Monday evening. Paul McCartney, wonderful Christmas time on Pure West Radio. A Monday evening, Pure West Sports with Pembrokeshire Properties and plenty to talk about on the show this evening, of course. And we, we said at the start, our top story, the news that Wayne Jones left Haverford West County as manager. That was confirmed uh, yesterday. And we're really pleased to be joined live on the show now by the Bluebirds chairman, uh, Rob Edwards, to reflect on a pretty busy weekend. Rob, good evening. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm tired, but yeah, very good, thank you. <laughs> um, first up, we, we, we should pay tribute to Wayne, and we, and we did at the start of the show, we, we said he, he was always happy to come on this show, always happy to talk to the local media, and, and did a really good job for Haverford West County. So starting there, um, what, what, did you, what are you feeling with the news that Wayne's left the club? Well, look, it's a sad time. He's, he's, I, I said to him and everyone that I've spoken to since, he, he's honestly the most genuine person I've ever met. Um, there's never anything left to the imagination even if you would rather it stay there 
um, it was it was always um, you always said what you thought, and I think you, the the way the decision was made. I think a lot of the conversation I'd, I'd keep between us, and if he wants to explain his decisions in more detail than he should, I don't think it's right for me to do that. But all the conversations were about what's best for Harvard West. So the guy was a, was a class act to the the very end, and look, just on and off the pitch, he's just a massive personality, big part of the club over I think seventeen year affiliation as player, coach, manager. Obviously, manager in two spells. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it was my, my my most difficult day yesterday since I took over. Um, just obviously emotions running high. What comes next? The, the kind of realization that you always expect this is going to happen because it is football that you're going to replace mm. a manager, but you you kind of don't really prepare yourself for that day. I know as dramatic as it sounds, but um, it was all, all hands to pump yesterday to obviously look thank Wayne and, and leave on the best terms possible and. He's done that, and it'll always be uh, for me. I'd, I'd class him as a as a good friend now as well. So take take the professional side out of it. He's just a friend to all in the club, and everyone's extremely grateful. And like we had a Saturday night and Sunday morning were pretty tough, and we've all sort of come to terms with it as a coaching team and and players. And we've just got to move on now. Look, it's five mm-hmm. games in under four weeks now, and they're massive because. As as Wolvesy said in his last interview, um, we're in a relegation battle, and we can't we can't hide from that. Um, the table doesn't lie after 15 games, and although we're probably slightly better than we've played slightly better than probably where the table suggests, it's where we are. So no, look, as a as a man and a manager, he's he's just been outstanding. And for me to come in, my first involvement ever in a football club, he made it so easy. Mm. We, we got a rapport and a level of trust straight away, which meant I didn't have to worry. I went in. First team, first conversation with Wayne. Right, he's got this. This is this is this is covered. Let's move on to something else. Um, <laughs> and we had that relationship all the way through. I think we, we had a, a lot of trust between us, um, and he, he never let me down. So um, I can never, uh, I can never take that for granted. I'll always be thankful for what he's done for me in terms of me coming into this role. Um, and it'll always be fondly remembered by everyone at the club. And, and, and no doubt, we've not seen the last of him in in, in any capacity, whether it be a a fan member at the bar or or back for a third stint who knows but um yeah no he'll be missed definitely just on and off the pitch just because of the character and personality he was it's a it's a results business rob you you know that as chairman and it's very important and um, the west premier league is such a competitive league as well and Mm. uh, the geography of harvard west has always been a difficulty in this uh, welsh premier to get top players to play for us the other thing i feel for wayne and i do sympathize with him is the players that he brought in and a lot of them actually didn't uh, give him a hundred percent in my personal opinion and it left the squad very light and made his job very difficult. I don't know how you see it, uh, Rob, but uh, I was very disappointed in some of the lads that didn't sort of stick with him this season, particularly. Yeah, no, we, as I said, Gordon, we had we had conversations last night with the coaching team and then the players as a whole, and it was it was done respectfully, mm. but ultimately he has been let down to some extent. Mm. Um, I think the biggest thing is we we I, I know how much he cared, how much the coaches care. They know how much I care. Yeah. I'm unconsolable for two days when we get beat, and I'm on cloud nine for two days when we win. Mm. Um, if I had a dog, I'd be kicking it. Um, <laughs> like it's 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 a horrible feeling when 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 you're a fan or when you're not so close to a, to a um, to a club, it hurts mm. when you you lose. But yeah. within an hour or so, you're 
you're home, your feet up and mm. watching Strictly. But when you're <laughs> when it's when it's down to you as to what happens next, whether it be as me as a chairman, manager, coaching team, it hurts. And we you want your players to hurt the same. You want them to feel that pain that you feel. And honestly, I, I think if if you asked every player and they all said they did, I think they would be lying. And it's. Uh, I'm not saying it's an, in, an. There's any intent there. I'm not saying that they they wanted Wolsey to lose his job. I just. We just don't know whether, from what from one to eighteen or however big the squad is, whether it really affected them that much when we lose. And I think, mm. from our point of view, yeah. you look at results and the results haven't been good enough. The performances have been better than the results suggest, as I said. But I think the biggest thing for Wolsey and for us is that it's just the same mistakes over and over again. We're conceding the exact same goal pretty much yeah. every week and you get to a point where you think what more can what more yeah. can you do and yeah. that, that yeah. was sort of yeah. that was sort of where the conversation went in terms of look I'm I, I don't know I've done nothing all I can do yet yeah. we're, we're, we're not yeah. we're just not learning from that and there's only so much when you cross the line that it's down to them it's just the old cliche but you can't control that you can you can tell people not to lose your man at the back post it's a very obvious thing to do, but on the pitch, yeah, mm. a man's lost at the back post and they've scored. Rob, and sometimes it, it takes that new voice, doesn't it, to, to maybe try and change it. Let me let me bring Fraser in um, next up. Yeah, Rob, you mentioned their results haven't been good enough, but Wayne was obviously adamant um, speaking to him when he spoke publicly and when he spoke to him privately. Yes, it was his decision. Did you have any inkling that this was coming? And, and then once you've answered that, moving forward, who takes charge now for obviously another big game yeah. on Saturday? Look, Wayne is his biggest. Um, he'll he'll put pressure on himself, right. um, and he's done that from from the start of this season. I think last season we had we had a, we had great fun. We were the new boys. We, I think, in in certain times we took the league by storm. We had some great days, um, but when it came, even last season, when it came to the punch, when we 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 beat the TNSs, we beat the Ballers, we beat the Barriers we get beat at home by the flints like it, it, we seem to rise yeah. to the occasion and we took that kind of underdog tag really well but when the pressure was on last season we we didn't quite perform the way we should do and going into this season where we made it public statement by the, the mm. signing that we've made with henry jones jazz richards mm. old Patton, leadsy dylan reese i mean we re- i think on paper we recruited well and and i think those players have have, have done well for us this year but <sighs> When the pressure's on now, and it's not, we've not risen to that occasion like we did last season. So yeah. I don't, I don't think we've learned much mentally in terms of okay. the mm. challenges of this league and and the fact you have to be on it twenty four seven. You can't turn up as the underdog and play with the freedom and, and win games if you can't then win the games that you need to be winning and picking points up that you need to be winning. So um, yeah, it's just challenging. Let me just pick up on what, on Fraser's second question there, just, just for people watching and listening, the, the run of games as well and, and who, who comes in. So, Barla on Saturday, uh, that's obviously going to be a tricky game. Connors Key away and then Aberystwyth on Boxing Day. Uh, what, what are the plans then in, in the short term, Rob, and, and then going forward, what, how, how do you see that looking? Because, you know, that's that's what you've got to turn your attention to now. What comes next to keep the club going? Yeah, I mean, we've got five games before the end of... Uh, before the first first of January, obviously we've got a double header against Aberystwyth with Boxing Day, mm. New Year's yes. Day, and then we've got three teams that are not in great form, but we know what they're we, we know they're more than good enough to uh, to turn up on their day and, and give give teams a good idea. And obviously, Honors Key and Newtown are in great form, so there's games are coming thick and fast now. So we we, we obviously had to act quickly. Yesterday afternoon was obviously 
reflection look sad to see Wolsey go but Ballast Saturday like that was literally then flick the switch here we go what are we going to do now and we've, we've had to come up with a plan that we think is yeah. the best thing to do so the idea was to have an interim place immediately um, I had someone in mind that I wanted to speak to he was kind of my contingency for, for many months um, and that that could potentially be in place for Connor's key if um, if all goes according to plan hopefully we can get him down to the stadium at the weekend um, but obviously in the interim we, we weren't able to to, to, to find it to, to do anything at, at that kind of commit, commitment Speed, level yeah. to yeah. building up to yeah. building up to balance so we yeah. had to look internally um, obviously the first thing you would normally do when a manager leaves is look to the assistant um, obviously Gary Ridges is head of coaching at the academy there's a huge job to be done there at the moment he's assistant manager as well so that's that's enough, I think that's enough on his plate um, you look at uh, senior coaches like James Devonald, Mickey Ellis, these have got their hands full um, in loyal servants to Wolves and will continue to be great great assets to the coaching team. But we, we kind of looked at senior players um, and, and a, a new coach who had obviously captained last season in Sean Pemberton. Uh, so he alongside Jazz Richards will, will take the team on Saturday. They're training as we speak. So they're taking their first training session with the boys today. And they'll, along with the support of uh, of of Waggy and, and Mickey and James Devonald, they'll they'll try and get the best out of the team. We kind of made that decision because um, I think when you mentioned earlier, Ben, about a new voice, I think the, these are voices that they've listened to on the pitch. Um, and in terms of what the resource we've got in the club, I think it's so important we just try and get the most out of the, the players for for the next 7, 14 days, however long it takes to get someone in on the interim. So that was a decision that we made and thankfully they've both kind of took it took it really well and I had to be sensitive particularly with with Pemberton because obviously very close to Wayne and you don't mm. want to you don't want to see it kind of jumping in someone's grave minute minute that they yeah. leave and there was probably that element to it in terms of a loyalty to him mm. but I had to be very careful of that and I was honest that look, if, if you don't want to then don't do it but credit to Sean he, um, he stepped up and, and alongside Jazz I think we had great conversations last night and they seem really up for it and to try and get the, the best out of them in the short time that they're going to be they're going to be involved. So the idea is obviously the interim to. Uh, I, I I don't know what 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 sort of response we're going to get. I'm hopeful, but we don't know what response we're going to get. Geography is a problem. Obviously, mm. yep. the level of coach we'll be looking for finance finances could be a problem. We have to be sort of open about that. Um, yeah. But look, we'll, we'll try and find the best we can in in the period of time that we've got. But it, having an interim at least um, takes pressure off the coaching team at the moment. Um, I, I wouldn't want to put that that on to to sean and to jazz for a long period of time um and it just means i can then take my time to find the right appointment an interim could be five games to the first of january it could be until the end of the season but i think in my head if i don't have someone in place by mid-january i think we'll we'll continue with the interim choice until the end of the season if, if we can because no there's no point making a change in february on March and bringing somebody in, unless obviously results go off a cliff and we're, we're fighting for our lives and we feel that's the right thing to do. But um, yeah, I've kind of given myself six weeks to find a permanent option. Um, but we'll see. A, a lot of what we, we do next dependent on the applications that we get, the interest we get and, and the quality of those applications. Mm. But that's that, that's the plan at the moment. So so Sean and Jazz will run the team for Saturday with, with WEG supporting as, as ever. Um, and the, and the existing coaching team 
if we can tie up an interim in the next week, then hopefully they'll be in place for Connor's key and see us through until we find a replacement. As I said, that could be mid-January. It could be the end of the season. But the, the interim we bring in will, will be is vastly experienced, um, has, a, has a reputation of media impacts and getting the best out of what he's got. Um, and I think that's exactly what we need now. Um, and he's coached at a very high level for a long period of his career. So... Be, I think it'll be it'll be a good. You're close, you're close to giving us a name there, Rob. Close. I wasn't. Wasn't at all. <laughs> wasn't at all. <laughs> Let me just Fraser. I think yeah. you wanted to just come back in with the chairman again. Yeah, look, Rob, we appreciate you coming on and fronting up honestly yeah. tonight in what has been you know a difficult weekend for everyone associated with the club. But you have to ask now at the start of the season, both yourself and Wayne, we were pretty clear on this show actually, both of you on, on separate occasions that top six was the target. Now with the situation of what's going on in the current league position and obviously the managerial change the upheaval and and you know the issues of course on the playing side with injuries as well which Wayne did have to deal with in recent weeks with left of the Bear squad has that goal now changed is this just a case now of securing a place in the premiership for next year I think we have to be realistic and say yes I think okay. look mathematically there's seven games to play and we're, we're six sure. points off mm. mathematically yes we could go on a great run the, the, the games against Aberystwyth are huge yeah um, I think Druids is our last last game before mm. before the split in mid February. Ironically, we've got five games in four weeks, and I think we've got one game in six weeks. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Again, yeah. Easy fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But yeah. I guess what that gives us is if we do find someone, it gives them five weeks on the training ground to, mm. to try and yeah. get the best out of them. Which which again was the timing was a massive factor in this decision. I think for for both of us, and and that's that that sort of reflects in in obviously the fixtures coming up in January. Um, I've lost my train of thought there. Right. A bit of a tangent. That, obviously, we're talking about the, you know, <laughs> when the, whether the goal is now reset. Yes, yeah, sorry, there we go. Um, I tried to, I tried to forget. That it's still Fraser's point is, is fair as well because it's it, it's still quite tight, isn't it? The table yeah. is still yeah, no, quite yeah. close. Um, yeah. So you, uh, I think we have to run. be we have to be realistic that if we creep in, then be magnificent. But we have to be realistic. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a big ask. I think there's only. Five six points in it, but there's about seven eight teams That's within right, that. Yeah. With, within yeah. that, so you kind of need a lot to go in your favour. I think <laughs> you, you'd, we'd have to win probably five or six of our, of our last seven games to be. Yeah. You look at the points from last season. I think if we get fifteen points, that puts us on thirty, which I don't think would been enough yeah. last season. So mm. it's a massive ask. So I think we need yeah. to we need to uh, just take each each game as it comes and, and rack up as many points as we can. If we can get to the split outside the bottom two. Um, I think going into that split in the bottom half, I think with with a, some improvements in January, with with a, a fully fit squad back, if we uh, surely we can't have any more worse luck than we've had. Um, I think it's unprecedented for a lot of people involved in the club in terms of what we've had to go through. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the bench in certain games, and we've we've had seven, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds who have barely played any development football in the last year mm-hmm. and a half due to COVID yeah. and they've thrown it at the deep end and to be fair they've not let us down they're, they're, they've genuinely not let us down and that's that's a credit to them and yeah. the coaches in the academy for bringing them through but if you're in a position where you're looking to finish top six and you're relying on a bench full of 16 yeah. and 17 year olds yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be extremely yeah, tough so yeah, nothing... coming up uh, against teams that are professional as well Rob that's the other thing that you've got to contend with is professional teams and that does make it really difficult to play against them it does I mean I think fitness wise we're we're in good shape I think yeah. that, that it's a very strong physical fit league but yeah look, the 
we struggled a lot towards the end of last season because we couldn't train. There was no time to train. Mm. All we were doing was yeah. match on a Saturday, mm, match on a Tuesday, match yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's just impossible to train. It's impossible to get the best out of a team when you can't put things right. If you're winning, you want you want the games to come <laughs> thick and fast. When you're yeah. losing like, at the end of last season, you kind of want a week off where you can actually work on some stuff. Mm. Um, so it's it's, un- it's unforgiving and. I think you take away kind of the top two teams and obviously m- mainly full time. It's just, it's, it's a, so I, I think the word, I, without doing any disrespect for the league, I would call it, call it competitively uncompetitive. It's just anyone can beat anyone on their day. You can have a 5 mm. 1 victory away to the team. And we, we last season, we, beat, we lost away at Newtown 5 1 in the second game. We beat them 3 0 four or five weeks before yeah. away it's just yeah. it, it all depends on who turns up on the day and that, that small margins and that's where we've really struggled this season in that we've not taken our chances and we've, we've let in silly goals I mean you look at the game on Saturday box to box we, we match them we played some good stuff we created some good chances but you look at the goals and you can't you can't at this level concede goals like that and you can't keep conceding the same goals over and over again and expect to to be anywhere but lingering down the bottom in this league so um, I think there's a yeah there's a a big shift needed in terms of um, character and you can't you can't train that you just need to try and get get that out from within and hopefully we've got the right people in place in the short term to to do that and I'm I'm really looking forward to Saturday I think all all I want to see is a a good performance result is important but at this at this stage I would rather you take a scrappy right. one nil with your own. I'd rather win the game. Yeah. I, I just if we lose the game, I want to I want to lose one nil, two one, going down swinging. That, that's that's mm. what I, that's what I want to see. So with uh, with Wayne Ashley going, then uh, Rob, is this a wake up call to the players? You've been saying how Some poor defensively. Are we going to have a positive reaction? Obviously, that's what we want. I hope I hope so. As I said, we had a, a good honest chat last night. I think um, they 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 knew that that we knew that they'd let their manager down they've let mm. the club down mm. um, we don't think they care enough as I said earlier we don't think they they're learning from their mistakes we don't think the character's there with, with some of them and it's a harsh reality and obviously yeah. even on the call we weren't it was done in a respectful way as I said we weren't pointing fingers and naming no. names I think they, no. they, they, they'll know themselves deep down if they've really yeah. given their all for, yeah. for the cause yeah 100% and I think we're, we've got the two best people within the club to to try yeah. and get get that spirit out of them because these these guys have never never quit they're they've they've got the respect to the players on the pitch they do off the pitch pems has done a great job assisting the coaching team so far this season and what jazz hasn't achieved in the game not many people have more than him really so um no, I think I think yeah. those two are, are two good people to take it forward, no doubt. Listen, Rob, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you've you've had a hectic weekend, so yeah. thank you ever so much for for coming on and talking to us about that weekend. And and I know quite a bit still to come in the future as well. So we'll, we'll get you back on soon, hopefully with uh, some news on that interim appointment at, at some point as well. But in the in the short term, good luck for Saturday. Mm. Uh, we know everyone will be behind um, Sean and Jazz taking the team forward, and everyone at the club. So, so do keep up the good work. And thank you for being with us on Pure yeah. West this evening. We, we yeah, do massively appreciate it. We will take a moment and we're back with the final part of Pure West Sport next. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across... 
then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Ho, ho, ho! Santa here to tell you all about the Pure West Radio Christmas extravaganza. They've biggest ever giveaway with over 24 unique prizes valued at over £2,000. Visit purewestradio.com to find out what prizes you can win by checking the interactive advent calendar in association with EQB Adventures, your one-stop shop for fast-paced, adrenaline-pumping fun for laser tag and paintball. The Queen's Hall is a premium events venue hosting everything from live music and shows to cinema. The venue hosts a range of classes, art exhibitions and creative workshops throughout the week. You can also book the venue for your own function or event by visiting thequeenshall.org.uk or give them a call on 01834 861 212 for more information. Ho, ho, ho! Don't forget, a new prize is added every day until Christmas Eve. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for me, Santa, and all my friends here at Pure West Radio. Ho, <laughs> ho, farm ice cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. It's the most magical time of the year. Pure West Radio. Time away, try. 
Driving home for Christmas Driving home for Christmas With a thousand memories I take a look at the driver next to me He's just the same Just the same Good, didn't it? Chris Rear driving home for Christmas on Pure West Radio. Uh, it's Monday evening, Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties. Uh, really good to hear from the chairman of Hubford West County there, I thought, Rob, Rob Edwards, on good form. A, a tricky few days, but uh, Pemberton and Richards in short-term charge, and, and, and then we shall see who that permanent appointment is ahead of a, a, a really busy time. But great to hear from him, and, and we'll, of course, put that on the podcast page on our website. I'm going to finish the show now uh, with Fraser and Gordon and looking ahead to the Ashes, uh, which start midnight on Wednesday our time uh, guarantee Fraser Watson will be staying up to watch that yes yeah I do actually have a couple of days off which has fallen nicely I will be working on it actually later in the tour but you know I have any fears about it I was actually out for the ashes in Australia in, in 2005 the same the famous t- sorry 2006-7 which followed the 2005 series the famous 5-0 drubbing so when I say this is the most ill-prepared England team I've seen it's saying something um, a lot has contrived against hasn't it with the Covid situation the T20 World Cup plays isolating and then two warm-up games which have essentially been washed out Rained by off. rain so um, I've seen England go to Australia and been underdogs in the last couple of tours and take some hidings and I fear another one could come here yeah, it's a bit like the Olympics. Do you remember Gordon Fraser was up at three o'clock every single morning, wasn't he? Uh, watching that. Um, I'll, I'll probably watch it a fair bit on, on Wednesday night. I'm looking forward to it. The Ashes are brilliant, I think. You, you can't beat yeah. it in terms of occasions. Uh, what do we think, Gordon? Do we give England a chance? I'm just surprised with the two of you here that it's going ahead. Because uh, <laughs> we had discussed this in the we summer did. months and you both said... No, it won't go ahead. Covid will put an end to that. Mm, I nearly but, did. But me being not the the cricketing kind said, oh, I'll definitely go ahead, boys. Definitely, it's a big, big, big event, you know. And it has, and and that's great. 
Um, but England, yes, they got a really big, big ass out in Australia to get anything there. You know, um, I can foresee a, probably another 5-0 drubbing, if Ooh, I'm honest. He's gone there. Um, yeah, I will say it, because um, we are not in the best of form. Australia are 1-11 to 11 better players than what we got, except for props Joe Root. And Stokes um, will be key. And, uh, well, as long as he can find his form, he's been out a little bit of time. Yeah. As you know, if you're in a hotel for two weeks, you'll be out of form, Ben, won't you? So uh, he's been out a bit longer than that. So uh, he'll You've need to address You've never much sympathy that. for those poor rugby players earlier on in the show, Gordon. <laughs> I wasn't talking about rugby at all, Ben. I was talking about cricket there, mate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, England to lose 5-0. That's my prediction. I hope it okay. comes back to haunt me. <laughs> well, I, I think getting out of Brisbane, um, which is where the first test is, and not losing would be a great start, um, however we get out of Brisbane. Um, Fraser, you give me your prediction. I'll make a note of these and we'll see how these go. Yeah, I don't like Gordon Thomas. I've checked the weather, see. Um, I am cheating a bit. I was putting a story on it this week. Well, we'll have a couple Fla- of draw tests. Storms, storms and flash floods um, scheduled for the first week, first week in Brisbane. <laughs> well, scheduled for the first week in Brisbane. And after the last two tests I've watched in Brisbane, I would happily stay up for five nights in a row watching rainfall <laughs> as opposed to cricket to be honest with you so your hope of getting out of there with a draw Ben may, may come to fruition I think it would be only the second time this century England have oh, um, I'll change it to 3-0 so then. yeah well I'll, I'll downgrade it I'll get a go I'll go to 3-0 Australia 3-1 maybe if, if you're being if England win a lot of tests I'll go for 3-1 Australia but I'm not going to go for an England Ashes win under any circumstances and like Gordon I hope I'm proved wrong just weighing this up whether I can make that prediction it's going We're to be putting difficult. pressure on you Ben 3-0 I'll go then I, I think there will be Fraser's at least two one. there'll be at least two draws in there's the series there's got to be I one think. of us that goes for England Which, to win it and you're English come on which brings show, it down to show effectively us, a, you know come on it brings it down to a three a three game series I think because there will be at least two draws I think the weather will play a part um, I will go 2-1 for England 2 Australia 1 now I know you're off your head. Can we can we keep that podcast? Please? Keep that, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. Wrap okay. it up and bring it back. Uh, that, that's my prediction. Uh, there's still so many people Two, living in 2005. I, I think I, I don't. It's not a vintage Australia either. Let's let's. It's not, they've had their problems yes. going into this series. Yes. New caps. But they'll have no in. problem against England. <laughs> By the way, and, and we probably left this too late in the show now, but uh, Pat Cummins, captain in Australia. Yeah. Steve Smith's not allowed to be the captain, but he can be the vice captain. I mean, and, and if in other words, to, he's the captain. This is and your... if anything happens to Cummins, Steve Smith will end up captaining Australia in this series, I think. I mean, that is a hope on a serious note, isn't it, from an English point of view? Tim Payne going so late in the day and then announcing he would be available and then not. You do hope they're perhaps disrupted in that sense. Um, I mean, they've had plenty of disruption themselves, of course, but Australia do have a change of leadership, so they hope for some kind of bounce of that Cummins has never done it before and it's a, it's a high pressure situation to, to come into but we've also got to remember and we spoke about this the Ryder Cup it was a fact there'll be no away fans out there no Barmy Army no Barmy Army yeah, yeah. and yeah. I've, I, I've been in those crowds when you get beaten by Australians are pretty unforgiving yeah for England to win out there or to win a, a game out there we need Joe Root to fire and we need we, and we actually have got a fairly useful bowling attack I think we're, we're weak in the spin department but I think Anderson Brawl mm. Robinson you know, would if fit yeah. that wokes. There are some players who I yeah. think could be effective. And those day day night series, I, those day night games will be interesting. Definitely one, possibly two in the series. Those will be interesting games, I think. So 
I think it might be a bit closer than certainly Gordon's predicting, but we, we shall see. And we'll revisit this to what a month or so's time.